A man went to his doctor, very upset about his health. What's your problem? asked the doctor. It's terrible, said the patient. When I look into the mirror in the morning, I see thinning hair, sagging jowls, crooked teeth and bloodshot eyes. I'm a mess. What's wrong with me? I really don't know, said the doctor, but the good news is your eyesight is perfect. <laughs> Reality doesn't always match our hopes and our dreams. Our eyesight may be perfect, but our foresight is often flawed. And that's what the gospel's all about, foresight. St. Joseph had hoped and dreamed a long time about the wonderful family he was going to make with Mary. Lots of children, and later on, maybe grandchildren. Even the thought of this probably warmed Joseph's heart. And then, in an instant, it was gone. Mary is pregnant by the Holy Spirit, so he is not the father. The door to all his dreams slammed shut in his face. We've been talking a lot the last few weeks about waiting well, about knowing what we are waiting for and getting ready for that as we prepare for Christmas and aligning our dreams with God's dreams and doing what we need to do to be part of God's dreams for all of us. Doing what we need to do, that is, to be in line with God's will for us. When we do that, we wait well for all things in life, especially Christmas, because we are actively involved with how God's trying to work in our lives, and we're trying to help the Lord to help us to change and grow to be the sons and daughters He desires of us, and that we really desire to be too, to be better Catholics, better Christians, better husbands, wives, better priests, better deacons, better single people, better students, better teachers, all of that cooperating with God's grace while we wait for whatever it is we're waiting for. Once we identify what that is, we'll make a huge difference in how we prepare and when that event actually comes, how we're able to celebrate it, especially Christmas. Now, Joseph, St. Joseph, has been waiting and preparing very well for Mary, but now he becomes anxious and afraid. God invites him into a dream, visits him then there, visits with him there, and tells him not to worry because he, God, has big plans for Mary and their child. The door to Joseph's personal dreams slammed shut, but God opened another door. God had bigger dreams than Joseph's dreams. What lay beyond that door was still invisible. But Joseph trusted God so thoroughly that he walked through that door anyway. There was no house full of children on the other side, and not even one grandchild. But there was Jesus. There was Jesus. Wow. God indeed had big and important dreams for Joseph. Imagine being part of the life of Jesus from his very first breath. Imagine watching over him and being his guide as he grew into a young man. 
It was certainly more than Joseph had ever dreamed of or hoped for. But none of it would have happened if he would have said, no, Lord, I'm not doing that. And refused to take that step out into the unknown. Learn to align his dreams with God's dreams. So Joseph decides he'll do his best to align his desires for his family with God's desires. God's desires and dreams for his family. And he does this by doing exactly what we've been talking about for weeks. He does this by thinking about what God is asking him to do, what's he asking him to prepare for, and then preparing for things in the way God asks him to prepare, and then following through on those preparations. We've given so many examples of how this may transpire in your personal life over the last few weeks. If you want to review those examples, I encourage you to do so. There's been a lot to these homilies. You can find them all on our website, saintmary.life. Just click on the homilies tab there. Because all too often, life does confound our hopes and our expectations. Doors slam shut sometimes without warning. And when that happens, quite often our hopes do wilt because we're human beings. We can't see what God sees. We don't have that foresight. We may have perfect eyesight, maybe 20-20 or better, but we don't have God's foresight. Sometimes all we see is the fog. And when we're really upset, maybe all we see is darkness. We're left with only one real choice. Run away, wither and die, or enter the present. Walk into it, one step at a time, confident that God will help us see what he sees there and find the good he's hidden there for us when it's time. Will we be ready? Will we be ready when these mind-twisting, soul-wrenching moments come? Because they do come. Will we be ready to face the impenetrable fog and sometimes the crushing darkness? We will if we have the habit of walking with the Lord, one step at a time. We'll be ready if we have the habit of trusting the Lord, trusting Him without growing impatient or giving in to our fears. We wait well. When Joseph aligns his desires with God's desires, when he aligns his dreams with God's big and beautiful dreams. We might say he yields to what God is asking him to do. What do you understand when we speak about yielding to God's desires? Do you experience some inner resistance? I don't want to give myself over to God. What do you imagine when we say you should yield to God's dreams for you? Think about that. What big dreams might God have for you? That's pretty exciting. Maybe a little intimidating, a little scary at times, but exciting. Because God does have big, powerful, beautiful dreams for you. For the first three weeks of Advent, we've been asking the Lord to enter our hearts. We gave you some prayer cards a few weeks ago. We still have plenty of those left with a prayer on it. All about that, asking the Lord to 
enter our hearts, help us to change in ways that he wants us to change. And then this week, the responsorial psalm that we heard and that we sang so profoundly says, let the Lord enter. He is the king of glory. So this week, we yield to the Lord's dreams for us by letting the Lord enter. We must be willing to yield our desires and thoughts to God's sovereign wisdom. Our model is Jesus. Remember when he faced the cross in the Garden of Gethsemane, his prayer was, Father, if it may be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. If we can find it within ourselves to pray with that same spirit, we must pray with that same spirit, humbly yielding our will to God's will, yielding to God's dreams for us. So I ask you again, what kind of big dreams do you think God might have for you? Are you feeling frustrated about anything in life? If so, give it to the Lord. Surrender. Give it to the Lord. Give your frustrations to Him. Give your anxieties to Him. And take in His dreams for you. In prayer, we recognize more often than not that God's in control. It's when we get out of prayer that we tend to forget that and resist that. When we submit to God's sovereign rule, we understand that the outcome is his to decide. And ultimately, what he decides is what is best for his glory and for our joy. Let the Lord enter your heart, as we sang in that responsorial psalm. Where are we asking the Lord to enter? Let the Lord enter your heart, enter your mind and your spirit. He is the King of glory. When we allow him to do that, we give him glory, and he gives us joy and peace in return. You, I, all of us are God's beautiful daughters and sons. As God's sons and daughters, we don't always know what's best for us. But as the old television show goes, I don't know when it was, 1950s, Father knows best. The Father does knows be know best. So instead of grumbling about unanswered prayers, we can thank God maybe that he doesn't always answer our prayers in the ways that we think he should. When we pray for God's will to be done, we shouldn't be trying to manipulate God into sort of rubber stamping what we've already decided needs to happen in our lives. That's not thy will be done, that's my will be done. To live our lives by yielding to God is a way that we beautifully submit our desires to him. And in the end, it's a way of acknowledging that his will is what will truly satisfy us anyway. God's will and plan is better than ours because he has the foresight. His foresight is further, and get this, his love is greater, greater than the love we have for others or even for ourselves. Think about how deep that is. God loves you more than you could ever love yourself. His dreams for you are much bigger 
than your dreams for you could ever be. Reality surely doesn't always match our hopes and our dreams. Joseph responded with a profound act of faith. Another one of the Psalms tell us, be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. That's great advice because in his own good time, the Lord will show himself like he did with Joseph and what has been hidden, God's dreams, will be made clear. We are human, of course, and our eyesight may be good, but our foresight is almost always flawed. Trust the Lord and your soul will be at peace. Those are the things we would like for you to know today. This is what we would like for you to do. As you prepare for Christmas, do what it says on that slide. As you prepare for Christmas, learn to yield to the Lord and relax in his dreams for you. Let God be God for the week. Trust the Lord and your soul will be at peace. And then relax and enjoy Christmas with God and your family. Trust the Lord and his dreams for you and your soul will be at peace.